0: somebody shout hallelujah beloved we are welcome to biblical phonesis the episode 2 of season 2 we noted in the previous episode that the big five personality traits can always link up with authentic leadership in the in the context of the church as well in the secular in this episode 2 of season 2 we address the false personality traits which is extra passion. before we move forward with our focus you will recall below that over the years as we correctly flagged in season one of biblical phonesis there have been scandals involving unethical practices in the church and such scandals have led to a decline in trust in christian leadership Apart from the battered image and stagnation of the growth of local parishes in terms of membership, please we need to know the difference between increase in the number of parishes and an increase in the number of parishioners. The exit of committed Christian leaders or um, committed children of God as a result of unethical practices is notable. As a result, Members of the Universal Church, that is, not just uh, uh, members of RCCG, for example, clamor for ethicality in Christianity. They clamor for morality in Christianity. They clamor for authenticity in Christian leaders. This clamor call stirred the interest of biblical fullnesses in authentic leadership. Authentic leadership is always a precursor to other forms of positive leadership styles, which is inclusive of servant leadership that is ably taught by Lord Jesus Christ. So before we go forward, I noted that we have not done this since season one. What is authentic leadership? We have talked about it, but we have not defined it correctly. There are many definitions of authentic leadership out there. Of these definitions, Biblical phonetics adopt the one that combines positive psychology and authenticity framework, meaning it is underpinning by godliness. So Biblical phonetics accept that authentic leadership refers to a pattern of actions that promote a positive psychology and ethical practices to foster improved self-awareness, in other words, mindfulness internalized moral compass, our true note is correct, balanced information processing, allowing the data that we see to guide us, and relational transparency on the part of leaders working with followers to advance the Jesus agenda. I repeat, we define authentic leadership in biblical analysis as a pattern of actions, not ways. That promote the positive psychology and ethical practices to foster improve self-awareness, internalize moral compass, balance information processing, and relational transparency on the part of leaders that are working closely with followers to advance the Jesus' agenda. Below this all-inclusive definition we us map several ideas in this season as we go forward. However, in this episode we have to turn to the first personality trait, which is extraversion. In fact, we are looking at what is the nature of our extraversion in leaders. What does it look like? Extraversion is reportedly the tendency to be sociable, assertive, and optimistic. Such individuals that are called extroverts tend to be highly talkative. They are positive regarding the future and the present and they are energetic. They can inspire confidence. People with high extraversion are outgoing and focused on the external world. They scan their environment to positive, positively influences, it. They scan their parishes and their church membership to positively influence it. They draw strength and encouragement from others to create excitement around them. Beloved, quite clearly, extraversion predicts effective leadership at its helps leaders generate confidence in their followers. Confidence, which is a component of positive psychology and behavior, is a root factor of authentic leadership. It is connected to authentic leadership. Individuals high on extraversion are self-aware. They have mindfulness. They are self-aware of their utterances and actions. And as such, they are self-regulated. They are not loose kennels, beloved. They are not moved by the wind. In effect, one fruit of the Spirit, which is self-control, as clearly stated in Galatians 5.23, is alive in leaders that are on extra So self-control leads to our wisdom quotes for this episode, which we are quoting quite early. Our wisdom quote is taken from Proverbs 25.28. Proverbs twenty five twenty eight, we we use three versions. In the NIV version, that same verse says, "Like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self control." If we restate it, we are saying that like a city whose walls are broken through is a leader who lacks self control. The MSG says, "A person without self control is like a house with doors and windows knocked out, knocked out." And if we restate it clearly in the context of our season on authentic leadership, we can say a leader without self-control is like a house with its doors and windows knocked out. Nobody wants to go to that house. The NIT versions on the same verse says a person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls. When we restate it in leadership terms, or terminology, you can say a leader without self-control is like a city with broken down walls. Beloved, with all these three versions, we agree with me that such a leader without self-control cannot stand, cannot stand. Beloved, so what is self-control? Self-control is physical, both physical and emotional self-mastery in situation of intense temptation, trials, or provocations. It is a mark of a wise person, as we rightly see in Proverbs 29, 11, in Proverbs 29, 11, which says, Fools give full vent to their range, but the wise bring calm in the end. Self-control is also an aspect that a Christian leader must have in character it is shown through meta discipline we can look at first 1 peter 1:13 1, for that and also titus 2:11 to 12 so in other words our mind must be alert and we must be fully sober if we have self control Self-control is also shown through controlled speech, James 1 That clearly tells us whether we are in any position we are we find ourselves in the church or outside the church to be slow to speak and slow to getting angry, slow to rot. But beloved, let us look at two biblical examples. If we look at Genesis 39 7 to 12, Genesis 39, 7 to 12. We note how Joseph addressed trials and temptation with self-control. He exercised self-control in relation to the wife of Potiphar. He did not falter and he did not fall. That shall be a portion in the mighty name of Jesus. He did not allow the wind of lust to make him to fall. The same is applicable to Job. In Job 31 verse 1, Job 31 verse 1 says, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a young woman. So Job exercised self-control by making a covenant not to lust. And no better person exercised self-control better than our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth in anger to utter profanities. We can look at Isaiah 53 plus 7. Isaiah 56 verse 7. So from then, let us look at the dangers that leaders that are working without self-control. They are really in danger. In fact, Proverbs 18:7 clearly says that self, lack of self-control is the undoing of fools. It is the undoing of fools. And when we look at Jeremiah 14:10, we know that the Lord will punish all wrongdoings of people without self-control. He has done it before and he can do it again. That's why we must have self-control. It's a fruit of the Spirit. You can see the story of Amnon. He could have gone the right way to appeal to have but he did not. Second Samuel 13, 7-14. 2 Samuel 13, 7-14. to He allowed lust to control him instead of him to control lust. Instead of following the example of Joseph and Job, Am not fail, the son of David, because of lack of self-control. Also, someone that is very very close to God Almighty, Moses, that we all know very well. If we read Samuel, Moses, verse thirty-two to twenty-three, Samuel, Moses, verse thirty-two to twenty-three, it tells us that Moses did not get there because of the water of Meribah, anger, because of anger. So, beloved, the question to you and I in this episode is, do you maintain self-control in intense situation? Do you maintain self-control in the face of provocation? Do you maintain self-control in the face of trials of it? It is difficult, beloved, to get shaken Or to lose control if you, as a leader, dedicate yourself to seeking God first in everything, not when the going is good alone. Jesus' motivation was not about craving for accolades, his approach debunked titles to elevate deeds because he was confident that God was by his side. So he has self control at all times. Are you confident that God is by your side as a minister or as a worker in his vineyard? In effect, long time leaders that are authentic have self control, beloved. Although they are outgoing and sociable, in Jesus' terminology, they have mastered the flesh. Because mastering the flesh with self control will set them apart from novice, we set them apart. From the crowd praise the Lord, beloved. As we round up biblical phonetics in this episode, where we are focused on our extraversion, we note the following point take home point. Number one, extraversion, in other words, being sociable, does not mean lack of self control. A leader that is seeking to be authentic and effective must. Temper or temper, optimism or control, optimism, excitement, and talking abilities with self-regulation. It will do socially leader well. Number two, self-awareness, which is which means mindfulness and self-regulation with optimism. We help leaders generate confidence and pers- perception of authenticity among. Their followers. Number three. Our extraversion that is underpinned by self-control is positively related to authentic Christian leadership. We mustn't forget that. In fact, William Ward says, We control our thought or our thought control us. This is now a quote. We rule our passions or our passion rule us. We govern our habit or our habit govern us. Which one? In this quote is applicable to us. Let us reflect. Number five, in other words, our, our body that we have must not never be allowed to rule us. Our emotions must never be allowed to rule us because the body war against the, or the flesh, war against the spirit. One must be in charge, beloved as a leader. Which one do you allow to be in charge? Which one can our followers see that are in charge? Let us pray. Mighty God, King of glory, Lord of Lord. We are grateful for your gifts and for all the fruit of the Holy Spirit. In particular, we are grateful for self-control that can mark us out among the crowd. We have again learned of the importance of self-control in relation to authentic leadership in this episode. Mighty God, please help us to generate optimism and confidence in our followers with self-control. Help us to put down any unethical practices among our brethren. Help us to lead your flock aright in the mighty name of Jesus we may be sociable, mighty God, but our social abilities must never lack self-regulation. Let your mercy and grace locate us. Help us to fear our assignment in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us to have testimonies like our beloved Adigeo that's marking 80 years today. Lord mighty God, help us to have the testimony that is outstanding and outstanding. In Jesus' most precious name. Beloved, if you enjoyed this episode, please like us on our videos media platform and also join us at the reduced Church, Church of God Restoration House online or on-site in Bino 40 South Africa. We welcome comments from you. Please use all our platforms on Facebook as well as YouTube we come to you in the next episode of biblical furnaces may the lord keep you safe and blessed may he shower you with divine wisdom daily to succeed in the mighty name of jesus